Hello there, this is Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, gratitude uncompared. Okay, let us begin. We're looking at a beautiful and simple truth about our psychological experience. We're looking at the basic fact, the basic notion that we are living in an experience of a beautiful, simple, spiritual flow that's coming from one location, it's coming from one source, so to speak. There is a single, simple source behind everything in this world, and that includes my, um, that includes the variety of feelings and moods that I'm having on an ongoing basis. I'm having a whole set of feelings, a whole set of uh, psychological experiences that are flowing through me moment to moment to moment. Now, it's also the case that I'm living in a world in which things are happening, and I have a memory of events that have happened, and I have the ability to look ahead and consider what might happen. And it can feel like the events that I remember or the events that are unfolding presently or things that I'm anticipating, it can look like those things are, are themselves the direct source of the feelings that I'm feeling, the traffic, the conflict, the slight, the bank error in your favor. And certainly it is the case that we, as I said, we live in a world where things are happening. But the ability of those things to create my felt experience in this moment, no, it doesn't work like that. I have a felt experience that itself is not, um, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's being created right here, right now. And... Um, and the beginning of wisdom is to understand that that basic truth. I'm not. I'm, I'm here to understand what's true about my feelings more than I'm interested in getting the right feelings. I'm interested in having a, a, a simpler and deeper relationship with the truth behind my feelings that they're safe, that they're healthy. I can learn from them, and if I'm if I'm willing and interested to be curious about where and how those feelings are being created and shaped then there's so much I can learn from them. I can learn from them when it's appropriate to to um, to kind of let them be and do nothing. I can learn from them when it's appropriate to, um, to take some kind of action. There's all kinds of things to learn in this moment, and the best way to learn in this moment is to appreciate what's underlying it, what's the truth behind it, and that is that this moment is being created and shaped from a single simple source right now. And so I want to talk on today's topic about the idea of non-comparing gratitude. Someone recently shared with me the idea that there's a gratitude that can be understood in comparison to things that are different. So, for example, today I have today I have $2. Yesterday I only had $1. Oh, what a blessing. I have double the blessing I have today relative to yesterday. Or alternatively, I have $2.00. Poor Joe, he only has one. I have double the amount of blessing or, or, or wealth that Joe has. And while it's certainly appropriate to, to draw distinct, to, to see the blessings that I have and to see where and how I've made progress, where in fact I might have things that people don't have, that's a, that's a lovely gratitude and there's something to be said for it, but there's also something to be said for a non-comparing gratitude, a gratitude that's simply expressing an awareness that is built on an awareness that this moment is just good. This moment, in, in, not in comparison to things in the past or, 
what others do or don't have. Just this moment is good. And to me, that's that's um, a little bit of the underlying idea behind the beautiful song that we sing on Pesach night called Dayinu, which, as I've expressed in the past, it, it on the on surface, it doesn't make sense. To say, God, had you only taken us out of Egypt and then and brought us to the desert and stopped there, it would have been enough. Not really. I mean... The goal of the Jewish people is to have left Egypt, come to the Mount, come to Mount Sinai, receive the covenant of the Torah, and then venture into the land of Israel in order to fulfill the mission that we were created for as part of a covenant. That's the goal. That's the covenant, not to get out of Egypt alone. But at the same time, we're we're being told in Dainu that there is something to be said for having a, a, a non-comparing this moment's gratitude. There's something precious about being alive right here, right now, and where I'm holding in this moment. A little bit kind of like the Shechianu prayer that we say, thank you, God, blessed are you, God, who's kept us alive and has sustained us and has brought us to this moment. This moment in and of itself is, is just precious. It's just good to be here right now. And I want to share with you the first time, the first vehicle through which I, I discovered uh, I, I was gifted the, ble- the a certain appreciation of the power of gratitude. I was told a story, a very simple story, but it it, it really touched me. Um, it really kind of landed, and an insight bubbled up. What was the story? A friend asked me to consider. Imagine you you worked very hard for a very long time to acquire a luxury car. And you took it out on a beautiful mountain road to enjoy the weather. It's a convertible, the sun, the wind, everything is just fantastic. You pull off to the side of the road at a local convenience store to get a nice latte or a nice 7-Eleven, whatever your taste is. And as you're in the store ordering, you hear a loud noise outside. You rush out and lo and behold, an asteroid has landed smack on your luxury car and there's only the only thing left visible of it behind the pancake quality of the car is there's like a the side of your mirror is kind of dangling and that's it at that moment my friend said to me how do you feel you worked very hard you scrimped you saved you built you you earned and here it is maiden voyage it's a pancake not good okay then he said erase that story you 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 have your car you're enjoying your luxury car no asteroid you're driving on the mountain road it's a beautiful day the sun and the wind and everything just feels such a ah so much pleasure and as you're turning a corner on the mountain road you notice barreling down on you in the op- from the opposite direction is a massive truck it's filling up one and a half lanes of the two lane mountain road and there is nowhere to go on your left is the mountain wall to your right is a very steep cliff and the truck is barreling you've got moments to act at the last moment you manage to unbelt yourself slam on the brakes flip the door open and hurl yourself from the car rolling up against the side of the mountain and then smash the truck barrels into the beautiful luxury car and sends it flying over the edge of the cliff and you said my friend you managed to pick yourself up you're scratched you're a little bewildered 
your heart's racing, you walk over to the side of the road where the edge of the cliff is and you look down way, way below into the ravine and you see your former pristine luxury car and then it explodes into flames. That moment, in that moment, said my friend, how do you feel? And I considered for a moment, I said, I feel amazing. I feel alive. I feel blessed beyond belief. And then he said to me, tell me, in the first scenario, you're alive and the car is totaled. In the second scenario, you're alive and the car is totaled. What is the difference between the two scenarios? And I paused for a second. I said, whoa, something, something, something meaningful is being revealed here. And I, I wasn't quite sure how to put a word to it. And he said to me, very simply, this is our this is the message of our sages, Ezehu Ashir, who is the wealthy guy, Asamech Bechalko, the one who focuses, the one who takes pleasure in his portion, the one who takes pleasure in what he has. In the first scenario, what is your attention on? He said to me, and I thought, my car, my car is destroyed. And then he said, very good. In the second scenario, what is your attention on? And I thought, and I said, my life, I'm alive, I'm alive. And he said, very good. That's it. That's the difference. Of course, it takes effort to invest your energies and your attention on that. But it's a wonderful and simple truth. If you're loyal to it, it will bear fruits. And you know what? It really touched me. Like this insight just bubbled into my heart saying, this is axiomatic. This is absolutely 2 plus 2 equals 4. If you focus your attention on what you have, you will, you will come to experience a sense of wealth. If you focus your attention on what you don't have, you will come to experience a sense of poverty. That's the foundational idea. And I would say at this time of year, the month of Elo, where we are facing the, the opportunity to ask, we're preparing ourselves. We're preparing ourselves in anticipation of the new year where we ask for life. We are going to say to our creator, Zachreinu l'chaim, Remember us for life. Melech Chovitz Bechaim, the king who desires life. Bechasveinu Besefer Achaim, Lamancha Elohim Chaim. Write us in the book of life for your sake, the living God. Life is good, right? There is a gratitude that's incomparable. It's a non comparing gratitude because it's just good to be here. There's something of precious nature to it. And um, even if we don't feel it all the time, we can be loyal to that beautiful and simple truth.